Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. What the heck happened to rates? Didn't everybody tell you that rates were going to fall? I can't tell you how many folks told me we were going to have a five handle on rates in 2024. Lo and behold, they're over seven. I got an update this morning. Uh, I think they repriced it, at least conventional at 7.03%. So let's talk to the man, myth, the legend, Jonathan from Convoy Home Loans. How you doing, buddy? I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing well, man. If you like it, lock it. There's never been better advice, huh? Yeah, exactly. Literally been, um, obviously, the most tumultuous market we've seen in the last, like, I think, three months. Um, and the climb has been crazy. You know, over the last three weeks, it's just literally been like a up, 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 up situation. So um, a lot of our clients right now, obviously, we initially, and we talked about this actually before, and I think you and Dustin and I agreed that we didn't think that there was going to be like a crazy amount of cuts and rates shooting no. down this year. We we no, all we... spoke like it might be a little bit of a taper, but it's not going to be anything substantial. We were telling everybody, hey, get used to where we're at because this is, you know, it's actually good for us, if anything, right? Yeah. Um, so I think that that's kind of been a change in tune from for a lot of clients. And they obviously, everyone has short-term memory of bad news. They all forgot what it was like six months ago when the market was doing the same thing right and yeah. we're basically back to where we were what in like october you right. know of last year which is kind of uh kind of crazy because the market was you know so much it, it's 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 kind of like um i think the easiest way to put it is like people need to just find great deals right like we talk about in the market that they're in it doesn't like there's no waiting game anymore yeah. there's no like a Let's like, I'm going to wait for things to happen. I'm going to wait for magic to happen and things to land on my lap. It's not like that, right? The last year has showed us that. And this year is going to be even stronger, you know, I think representation of that. Yeah. And again, we have a playlist. You have a playlist called Convoy Home Loans. People can go back because I remember that conversation. I remember saying, I don't know what the market's thinking. This is when rates were like six and a half, six point six, 6.6 in the market. I mean, I don't know. There was like, I don't know, 70% of my feed and people I watch were like, rates are going sub six, rates are going sub six. And I'm like, I remember saying, I hope not. Because if they did, and if they did it quickly, the market would go bananas. And I don't want to do that anymore. I've already, I've had enough of crazy housing markets. Let's, let's baseline in the sixes, six and a half. And then let's see where the dust settles. And yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the dust hasn't settled still. No, it's gone right. up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty it's, funny. So it, 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 the thing that I, again, I've studied the consumer for 30 years. And you think I would stop being surprised. But here's the deal. What, what I saw just in the last seven days, maybe 10 days, there were people in my network who were basically betting rates were going to six. They had their eyes on a property. Maybe they maybe they were doing a refi. They were doing a streamline or something. And they chose to go, nope, rates collapsed. They're going to go to six. I'll wait. 
Now they're over seven. And a couple of them have to buy, right? Family situations, job situations. If you like it, lock it. And you, you know, it was just a, it was a foolish momentum bet and it, it didn't pay off. I mean, definitely not. I think the biggest thing for a lot of clients and a lot of people that I'm seeing on the market is obviously the waiting situation, but they, they're stubborn, right? I've never seen this much amount of, of clients that are stubborn about something than in the last like 10 years that I've been doing this, right? This is the most stubborn I've ever seen clients on their belief of what's going to happen. And I think it's because there's an oversaturation of gurus on the market saying <laughs> yeah. that things will go one way or the other. And they're like, no, no, no. I saw it on TikTok. And, you know, this guru said that the rates are going to go down to five. And I'm like, okay, you know, are rates really going to, you think by the end of the year, rates are going to be at five? Like that means that the world economy has crashed. Be careful what you that, wish for. Yeah. And that means that the, you know, there's all these other penalties that come with rates coming down. Right. And the biggest thing I think is if rates come down, that means that we are not doing well. Right. Yeah. Certainly if they come down. Yeah. Yeah. If we get a 5.0, we're in a recession. Yeah. The feds, like, you know, the fed raises like stairs and takes the elevator down. Yeah. Be careful what you wish for. We, we probably exactly. spiked a 5% unemployment or something like that. It, yeah. It would be, not good right now even in the market we're, we're seeing this happen where you know companies are doing massive layoffs and like you know people are just running out of money everyone's tightening up there's no way that all of a sudden you know because inflation seems to be tinkering tinkering down which it hasn't it went up right last month and i think probably february will be a little higher but like realistically if that keeps happening there's no reason for the feds to be like hey let's let you know what economy is kind of slowing down let's pump Let's pump the market, drop yeah. rates, and then make inflation go back to where it was at like nine, ten percent. There's, there's no reason to do that. No, yeah. Again, the to your point. I mean, people go back and look at the late seventies and eighties. Uh, one of the things the Federal Reserve did wrong is they they felt the economy entering a recession. They whacked rates. It it was the nineteen eighty recession, which was short. The economy did reinvigorate when they cut rates, but then inflation took off. And what they had to do is they had to go higher. That mm -hmm. led to a 1981 to 82 recession, which until the Great Recession was the worst since the Depression. It was 18 months long. It was it was tough. And yeah, the Fed can't cut early. I, I've, I've been saying for a while, the Fed is going to wait one extra meeting. Like if they should cut in May, they're going to wait to June. If they should cut in June, they're going to wait to September. It's just... They're, they're going to make sure they kill this thing because uh, yeah. they don't want to come back and do it again. Yeah. And, and what, what does it really mean to kill this thing right at this point in time? Like we, we don't really know what that goalpost is. He does say like Powell says, Oh, inflation at 2%. But you know, I think yeah. there's a lot of other factors that go into it. And we've talked about it in the past. Like it's not just the inflation number that people are seeing. We're, we're looking at all these other reports that come out that, Unfortunately, unfortunately, I guess for the market, but unfortunately for real estate investors, they keep coming out stronger, right? right? Like jobs reports and such. And that actually keeps Powell and the feds from being like, well, yeah. we don't really need to cut rates. Yeah. We don't need to well, stimulate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah I mean, the, the jobs report was strong last month or whatever it was reported. CPI came in stronger than expected. The other thing that's really interesting that we haven't talked a lot about here is 
the Fed actually pivoted from 2% inflation to 2% average inflation, which is a new wrinkle in this mess. So we're not really sure how that's going to play out. We do know that they'll start cutting before it hits the 2% number. I think that's pretty clear. But uh, yeah, the market has been reaching. And I think that's what caught a lot of people off is, you know, six weeks ago, I think the market was pricing in like seven rate cuts. And that had to be where people were getting this 5% call. You and I, again, and Dustin were like, no, 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 three, maybe four. And now fast forward, you know, they're talking three or four. So, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of, to your to your point, they were stubborn or they just believe, they everybody believes like their thing. Mm-hmm. And they don't, they don't straw man or steel man the other side, steel man the other side. So you guys, you got, you got to, you got to look at the other side. Even if you don't agree, I think sometimes it's interesting just to understand what the other side is saying. Yeah. It's funny because we've always said, if you go back to all our videos, we're always like, if you like it, lock it. If you like yes. it, lock it. If you like it, lock it. Like, because we, we know that like our belief is, I guess we're a little more conservative, but we've, I mean, we've seen the market do the crazy thing over the last three years, right? A lot of mortgage people that are telling people like, hey, you know, you're going to, you're going to go ahead and um, like market's going to shift up or shift down and, you know, rates are going to go down. So keep it floating. Like people, mortgage professionals that are telling you that like, and real estate agents, like don't trust them. They, 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 they are just trying to catch something that they think, but if they've been like watching the market or it's just numbers, right? It's just data. Yes. Numbers, yeah. Like over the last year, like if something happens, then we're going to, you know, it's, it's literally going to swing up or down there's no way for us to really tell right with certainty that the market's going to move one way or the other, you know? So folks run, run your great deals with current rates. That way, you know, the worst case scenario though. I mean, the last thing you should do is, Oh, I'm going to run my rates at six and a half. And even though we're at seven, that that's that don't do that. Run them, run them with the rates that you have today to that end. If somebody wanted to reach out to you and figure out what their situation is on their deal with their uh, credit profile. How do they do that? Go to convoyhomeloans.com and let us know you came from uh, ORAT. There you go. Well, let's yeah. talk about something else. Uh, there's been a couple of times. So let's do this. Normally speaking, conventional loan interest rate is below DSCR loans. Makes total sense. Different risk profile, different, different everything. There's been a couple of times in our multi-year conversations that you're like, Zuber, DSCR loans in this situation are cheaper than conventional. So I'm curious, what's going on today? Yeah, I mean, it, it was crazy because obviously we've seen a lot of the, and again, it, you know, inverse yields on the 5, 7, and 10 year, which is kind of affecting the commercial loan market and um, causing like the 5, 7, and 10 year loans to basically be at the same rate almost. Um, but like on our side, because the market has kind of been kind of all over the place and non-QM, like we've spoken in the past, doesn't adjust as fast as conventional does. You know, so if the conventional market jumps, you know, 30 basis points in a day, the non-QM market is not going to jump 30 basis points in that day. In fact, actually, what's kind of interesting is, and we've talked about it previously, non-QM is a lot tied to Wall Street and Wall Street believes that we're in a position where like longer term wise, the rates are going to average out to where it's going to be. So when the rates shot down, 
the market on the non-QM side didn't shoot that down, right? They right. pretty much stayed pretty level to where they were. So they already priced in everything that, you know, the people were reacting about. And now right. we're in a situation where because that happened and a lot of this was priced in and now the 10-year treasury just jumped back up and all that happened, the non-QM market in some pockets of, you know, and in a lot of pockets, actually, anything under like 70%, even 75% LTV, and if the debt coverage is good, the rates are actually ending up better than hmm. conventional because we could like yesterday. Oh, actually, it was crazy. I did a 70% cash out um, DSCR loan at 6.75. Um, and and wow. the client only had to buy down like a uh, half a point to get That's to 6.75. Um, on a cash, on a out. Fix, cash out 70% LTV. Right. Wow. That same scenario in a conventional sense would at least be seven and a half, seven, seven, five. Oh, yeah. So, wow. And it was a it was a bigger loan. It was a jump. It's like one point one point five million, you know, something like that. Wow. So it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy where that's where we are at now. But that's because we've been talking about this. Go back on our playlist. Literally, like non-QM doesn't move as quick. But mm -hmm. right now is the time to capitalize. Like, if you like it, lock it right now. Yes. If you yes. get into a non-QM program that price is better than conventional, this Take is the it. time to lock it in. You yeah. know, if, even if you're with in that, that situation. What? So non-QM would be self-employed. Uh, DSCR. DSCR, yeah. Yeah, bank statement, PNL, you know, stuff like that. The, yeah. But this is this is the time, and and it's kind of. It's kind of scary to say that because we keep going back and forth between conventional and then non-conventional, but you have to play your cards like you talked about. Yeah. Play your cards yeah. to the market today. Don't exactly. play your cards to the market where you think it's going to be in the future. What is what it was in the yeah. past? None of that matters. Yeah, this ain't tarot cards. We ain't, you know, we're not psychics. We're just playing yeah, exactly. numbers and deals. We have exactly. So that's that's pretty exactly. cool. So convoyhomeloans.com let them know who came from or at they can look at their dscr or conventional loans and that's the beauty of convoy being here each week i appreciate you because you you do offer all of that um let's kind of close out on a topic that hopefully is near and dear to everyone watching what are the good real estate investors doing today right because i see this all the time when the housing market and or the lending market gyrates a lot of the new folks wig out and disappear and the good ones, they, they're frankly like a duck, right? They, you mm -hmm. know, they may be, their feet may be moving a lot, but you really couldn't, you couldn't see them sweat. What what are the good ones doing? I mean, your analogy is almost perfect because ducks, when they're waddling, they're kind of staying above the water. And yeah. then what I've seen them do is they'll stick their head down to get some food. Yeah. Right? They're like, Oh, I see one. Yeah. I get that exactly. one. Exactly. While everyone else is like, they're they're kind of living under the water, right? They're like trying to find something to kind of grasp on. And the good investors, the good clients that, you know, that are very successful that I have are just kind of sitting and waiting, you know, making aggressive offers. And then yeah. if it, only if it makes sense, do they accept? Exactly. They know their numbers. Only, yeah. Only if it makes sense. Because at the end of the day, like, Rates are like we've talked about this. Rates are just the cost of money. It's just yeah. the cost of capital. So if yeah. you if it makes sense and it cash flows at that certain rate at that certain number, then that's when you go underwater and grab the you know little food yeah. fish that you need to yeah. catch. 
But if it's not that case, there's no reason to stay underwater trying to find something and force something to work, right? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. When I when I look at the market, uh, I think there's a couple of things that that I see the good ones doing. One is they don't chase bads, right? Um, think about Airbnb and Palm Springs, for example. Definitely a fad. Um, some regulation and all that when it gets people. I know there's this house that I've seen all over Twitter, I think, that once sold for 660, just resold for like 360 or, or something. Crazy. Just crazy. Um, so they don't chase bats. Second, they know their numbers. Third, they're not opposed to doing the work. What what I really love about the the duck analogy is it really doesn't matter what the day is. They're doing the same thing, mm -hmm. right? They're not distracted by all the nonsense and craziness around them. And they're just writing deals that make sense for them with the current cost of capital. I will say uh, when lending markets change, uh, it's definitely in like the small multifamily, you know, five to forties. The good ones, hopefully like me, we're looking to do creative offers to stand out. What do I mean by that? Something I'm doing today is I want to let all the multifamily investors in, in California, but really the Central Valley know, I will overpay for a multifamily property. Now, obviously, there's a comma in that. Yeah. yeah. The comma being you're going to have to do seller financing and I'm going to get a below market rate because my intention is to hold forever. I don't, I'm not a syndicator where I have to return capital. So if we can work out a win-win deal where you get a price that is above value, but I get a below market interest rate for 30 years or 40 years or whatever we agree, we can structure a deal we're both happy with. So again, I think the good ones really, really let the market help them, right? Sometimes yeah. it's just cash and speed. 2020, cash and speed. Today, a little bit of distress. Lending market's not as easy as it was. Well, let's go figure out if we can do some seller financing. So I think the good ones are, I, I'm excited by what's coming, frankly. Yeah. And to your point about using like the market and the tools that are currently there, right? Seller financing is one of them. I'm I'm actually writing a lot of bridge loans. Okay. Uh, Tell me about that. And, and, you know, obviously those are the shorter term loans. You can finance rehab. You can finance all of that. I'm writing a lot of those. One year um, bridge, one year or two? Yeah, one year because one year bridge. Okay. slightly distressed properties, they don't want to ah. put all their capital into the into the property. So they'll buy it below market that's been sitting on the market for like, I don't know, some properties have been sitting for almost a year. Like some. So tell me, so I, I like this because this again is letting the market tell you where to hunt, right? Mm -hmm. Where the fish are. And I, I agree with you. I almost took down a four house package because the properties were in rough shape and you know, the rough numbers are ARV would have been a million bucks all in. I was trying to get it for 650 after inspections. I wanted it for 600. Now we didn't agree on the 600 number. So I walked, but this is, this is why a bridge loan could have worked, right? I could have done it. They would have all been, I don't know, 90 to 180 day flips and then exit. They were all would have been below the median and it could have made a lot of sense, but so bridge yep. debt on distressed assets makes sense. If yep. you have the and skill and experience. Exactly, exactly. In the, in the right guidance, right? I mean, people are always looking for highest leverage when it comes to bridge. Like they'll, they'll, they will shop me because someone will give them 5% more leverage. But I'm like, just because they give you 5% more leverage actually doesn't, it doesn't do you any good at the yeah. end of the day. Because yeah. the risk is just higher. 
the risk of default, the risk of not being able to make your equity back. Like that, that's why so yeah. many of these properties are sitting on the market wanting to refinance out, but can't even refinance out into long term. Oh, yeah. 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 That, is, that would hurt. You're in bridge debt or hard money and you can't refinance. Exactly. Oh, that'd be painful. Yeah. And and that's mostly because people are just like they want that high leverage. They don't want to bring that money out of pocket. But it's like that money out of pocket is what you need. Security feels yeah. good. Yeah. And you have an exit. I so, hate max leverage. I just uh, yeah, exactly. Risk. It, it's it's too much risk. And um, a lot of deals that we're looking at, like I'm doing a lot of mid construction stuff too, mid rehab stuff. What is that? Um, what is it? What is that? So it started with some other lender, and they came in, or right. what does mid construction mean? So it's like they were starting to do the bridge, right? And then it took longer than they expected. More oh, money. Oh, you got to go bridge to bridge. Yeah, now it's a bridge Ooh. to a bridge. But what what actually works for a lot of clients is like they're at the tail end of finishing everything. They right. they have basically everything almost done. Walls are up, um, flooring's done. But then they're like, okay, now I want to tap into a little more equity because now it has more equity than it did previously mm. when they okay. first did the ARV and as is oh, valuation. I got it. So got it. now they're tapping into a little more cash to get you know immediate money to work on it and then a budget as well to do it. Obviously, it's like leverage on leverage. So it's a little risky, but at the same time, if you bought something at a big enough discount, right? Yeah. It's all like about the it, price it, point. Yep. it can make sense, right? Like I'm working on something right now um, in Pasadena. It was, the you know, the client bought it at like 2 million, but it's worth like as is, just as is was worth like five, five. So oh, he has no, plenty of room. Yeah. He has plenty of room, right? So this is kind of like a situation where it would make sense to- yeah. Okay, you bought it at such a low price that even if you have a little bit of equity that you need, want to tap into later, you could tap into it. And if you need to go to market and sell it, if you list that thing for five million, it's sell, it's gone. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, and I'm doing a lot of projects like that. Same thing, another house in Malibu doing the same thing. Right. We just finished on it. They they needed landscaping. Right. They were mm. like finished everything. And then they needed landscaping to sell the property at a higher valuation. Right. And they, they didn't have the cash to do landscaping. So we came in and gave them the money to do the landscaping and then put it on a bridge to sale where they can list it while having the loan done without a prepay. Oh. And then, you know, their equity is still there. We only lent up to like, I think like 65% or whatever. And then they just yeah. pull out that equity when it's done. There you go. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, folks, Convoy Home Loans is there. They will help you evaluate your deal, give you options. Maybe again, it changes all the time. Maybe DSR better than conventional, you know, reach out one more time. Where should they go? Go to convoyhomeloans.com and let us know you came from more at. All right, buddy. Thanks you. And we'll see you in Vegas, Thank man. You. See you soon. All right.